All right. Close All right. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the second episode of the Reviews to Astonish podcast. I'm Brad. I'm here with Chris. Uh, thank you guys for having me. It was awesome to be here. I am Keith. That's that's pretty much it. I'm Matt. And I'm Sam. Question mark. And we're reviews to astonish. Reviews to Are astonish. To Yay. Review views to astonish. The worst. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was Ex- anyways, exclamation point. We'll go- All right, this is the second episode. Chris, you weren't here last time. Yes. Uh, so we're gonna have you do a brief little uh thing about yourself. Okay. Just tell us like a tiny little uh little snippet into your life. Okay. Yeah. Tell us uh some like. Some of your comic interests, um, you know, go ahead. You know yourself. Basically, I'm, if Billy Batson were a real person, that's who I would be. Uh, meet Stu from The Hangover. Very into into all things Marvel and DC. I'm trying to get more into uh, independence. And uh, Saga is legit. Um, pretty much if there's anything comic book or superhero related, I'm going to be on it. Straight up. You'd be all up on it. Yep. Like Donkey Kong. <laughs> well, welcome, Chris. I'm glad you made it this time. Thank you. Let's I was in the to... Phantom Zone, so. You're in the Phantom Zone? <laughs> yeah. I'm out um, now. Chris, we're mostly Marvel fans, so we don't know that, but we do know the Negative Zone. Is that similar? Yeah, it's like, it's, it's that, except DC has access to all their characters. They just don't know how to use them properly. <laughs> <laughs> That's about right. All right. <laughs> Starting off with some vinegar here. Um, so we talked a lot about Civil War last time on the podcast. We didn't really talk about um, how it will really affect sort of uh, things in the future. Um, who knows how it will affect Doctor Strange. But like, uh, does anyone, I think Chris might be the only one, but does anyone here watch uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yep, yes. we do. Everyone here except, everyone you. except yeah, for you. Everyone except for you. Everybody here does, except for me. Perfect. <laughs> um, so if you guys want to do a little bit of a, a spiel about how Civil War will or already is affecting, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., like, what are your, what are your thoughts? How do you think it's going to shake things up unless it already is shaking um, things up? Everyone's going to die. It hasn't done anything at all. Yeah. Yet. Not yet. Yeah. It's been they're like full on Inhumans. They're still dealing with Inhumans and that's just at that point, you know. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. never delves into anything to deal with the movies until right after it's happened like yeah yeah because I, I remember i saw an article not long ago saying that uh <clears throat> civil war was going to have like some big effects on it but like they also said that after like i mean i guess after captain america because i did watch the first and second season after it was on netflix yeah. um after like the second captain america happened like there were like some pretty lasting Hydra yeah. Like, yeah. Base of effects like, on S.H.I.E.L.D. It, but, like, that's what it is, though. Like, there was no hint of any of that happening leading up to it. Until it, the movie. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So, I, it's hard to say, like, what could happen with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because okay. nothing, it's not connected in any way until the movie happens. Yeah, because when they saw the screening for uh, Winter, Winter Soldier, like, they had no idea going in that that was going to happen and then once it was released nationwide that's when they started to make all the changes so i guess come like may 6th that's when they're going to officially have it in going towards like the season finale when that might show up 
Because yeah. right now they're still doing like the inhuman stuff, which I guess they're going to try to do that for as long as they can. Because apparently now, um, due to like Black Panther and Spider-Man, uh, the inhumans, I guess, is being pushed back to either 2020 or 2019. 2019. Hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. I did say that because it, um, it's like supposed to be released like the second weekend of July or something like that. Yeah. But when they announced Indiana Jones recently, like that comes out like a week later. Yeah. So like pretty much oh, yeah. every like source, every like news source and stuff like that is saying like it's probably gonna be pushed back because like they don't want two of like Disney properties to like compete like within a week of each well, other. Well, when it was so. announced too, they uh, it was announced with Spider Man not being. Um, it wasn't announced. Like they, when they announced Inhumans, they didn't know they had Spider Man. Yeah. So they had to change that regardless because they wanted to do Spider Man first. Yeah, Doctor Strange and Thor. Not Doctor Strange, but uh, like Thor Ragnarok and Infinity Black War Panther. and Guardians too. I I don't know about those Guardians. ones, but a couple like smaller movies. They're filming Guardians really smaller, right now. In between movies, got pushed back. Black Panther that comes out like around the same time. Yeah. Like the same year as Thor, right? I think so. Um, okay. Let me see. I think, was it Black Panther got pushed up? I th- I still think it's like 2017, 2018, or it might be Ms. Marvel that's slated for 2017. You might be thinking of Ms. Marvel. Yeah. Let's take a look. Take a look-see. Um, Den of Geeks website was updated April 13th, so. Sam has like a whole document of it all, too, I think, that I think she's looking for right now, but we'll see. <laughs> she's got printed documents. She has the, she's like, she has ri- the she's like rifling Pro. through a file cabinet right now. <laughs> okay. She's got sticky notes on it. So, Guardians. Doctor Strange comes out November 4th of this year. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 comes out May 5th, 2017. Uh, Untitled Spider-Man film, which is now Spider-Man Homecoming, comes out July 28th of 2017. Thor Ragnarok comes out November 3rd, 2017. And then 2018 is Avengers Infinity War Part 1, Black Panther, and Captain Marvel. And then 2019 is Avengers Infinity War Part 2, and then Inhumans. But it's just, I think it's going to be pushed later in the year. It's not going to be pushed to 2020. Okay. So, like, Spider-Man essentially pushed back, like, uh, Thor Ragnarok and... Avengers Infinity War? I don't think it pushed back Infinity War. I don't think they pushed that back for really anything. But it pushed back mm-hmm. Thor Ragnarok and I think Black Panther for sure. Yeah. Um, but talking about Avengers Infinity War, um, recently the uh, the directors, the Russo brothers, said that they'd have like 67 characters like in the two-part movie. Yeah. Which is a lot. Um, and then more recently, I think that was, that was like a couple months ago, but more recently, like in the past couple weeks, they've been talking about it. I forget what event it was, but they're talking about Infinity War and how it's going to be like a two part. Well, it's two parts, but I guess both parts are going to be like distinctly different. Yeah. I'm assuming like the first one will be sort of like a, uh, like an invasion style movie. Like they're trying to fight back like Thanos and I'm assuming he might have his, uh, I forget what they're called. They're not the Cabal, but he has like- uh, Chitauri? No, not the sorry. Um, in the Infinity comic series Gauntlet? from a couple of years ago, yes, the I think that's what they're called, the the, the Gauntlet or something like that. No, not the Gauntlet. Um, <laughs> well, they're like they're like his henchmen. I can't remember the name of, off the top of my head. I'll look it up. But like in Infinity, the twenty thirteen Jonathan Hickman story, uh, he had like a group 
of like super strong like alien warriors that came with them to invade Earth essentially. So it'd be really cool to see them because they were like a really they were awesome. Like Corvus Glaive is the name of one of them, and Black Dwarf was the name of another. Like I can remember their individual names, just not the group for some yeah. dumb reason. But uh, so yeah, what I'm thinking is like the first movie is gonna be uh kind of like an invasion story. Thanos and his merry men, I think is what they're called, actually. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to come to town and uh, mess stuff up. And I'm assuming the second might be like a sort of uh, kind of like a post-apocalyptic type thriller deal, you know, like Thanos won, like at the end of the last movie. Yeah. And now all yeah. the heroes are scrambling and trying to bring something back from, they're just trying to take it back. That'd be cool if they did kind of like an empire or something where like it kind of ends and the, yeah. the first one would end and everything's kind of fucked and then you have to wait till the second one to see how like it's going to resolve or the, or they want you to like buy into the new movies. Like I'm sure they're going to try and lead you in with part one to want to see Captain Marvel too because I'm sure they're going to try and make that related. But I don't know. Because the setup for that is perfect too. Um, essentially like if they want to do that, like the ending of that first movie, straight up, all it has to be is him finally having the gauntlet assembled with all the stones. And then he just does a yeah. classic finger mm -hmm. snap and like two thirds of the world just dies. Like, that yeah. would be amazing. I also just found the, uh, that group is just called the Black Order, I guess. No, oh, that's unoriginal. <laughs> but they were in... I like Merry yeah. Men better. They were in a, an episode of Marvel's Avengers Assemble. And for some reason, for the third season, they changed the name of the show to Avengers Ultron something something. Ultron like, Chronicles? They changed the name of the show. No. Um, but yeah, they were in the second season. Uh, that show's really, really good. It's awesome. Um, so you guys should one? watch it. <clears throat> yeah, it's like surprisingly like super dope, as the kids say. <laughs> All right, so you got you were talking about Spider-Man: Homecoming earlier, uh, Michael Keaton being casted. Uh, potentially, rumors are Cast. that he might be. The... <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not going to be the character cast. He's going to be the character Vulture. Is the is the rumor of Sam? I don't know where you heard he was going to be cast, be, but no, that would be awesome. I heard I that he was like... just. I think I heard that he was just going to play himself. <laughs> Yeah. Hi, I'm like, he, he is insane I have been in the same room as that man and he can go off for hours about things that don't matter so he's gotta be some psycho villain I mean he <laughs> is Batman so he yeah. can do whatever he wants maybe I'm that's sure the movie that... he's secretly Batman and they call him in <laughs> to... <laughs> like, actually him in that Suicide Squad trailer yeah because <laughs> J.K. Simmons is like so I had to like start a new life because I'm disgraced because I can't find pictures of Spider-Man can you bring the Spider Menace <laughs> to justice? I saw then, a uh, I saw a meme picture of uh, J.K. Simmons like, don't I don't give a crap about this this Joker character Batman. Get me pictures of Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I think it's funny that DC has like brought J.K. Simmons over like to be uh, Commissioner, Commissioner Gordon. Gordon. Yeah, Commissioner Gordon. Thank you. Um, and so like Marvel's like, well, we'll one up you and we'll just take Batman. <laughs> and and now they're. They're just trading off ca previous cast members. Yeah, DC has uh, Willem Dafoe now, I think. Mm -hmm. Or <laughs> Justice League. Well, they so can take I... a. They can take Jennifer Garner as a uh, Electra. <laughs> yeah, and that'd be fun. Then they can get Ben Affleck as Daredevil. Oh wait, they got him. 
Well, Matt, you you're kind of our uh, Spider-Man go-to guy. I guess who so. Who do you uh what do you think uh who do you think Michael Ke- Michael Keaton would be good as if not the Vulture? Do you think If he's not there's anyone well, that I think it would be amazing if he was Vulture solely for like the meta level of him being Birdman and stuff previously. But um <laughs> if he's not Vulture I think I'm one of probably a small amount of people that really wants a Mysterio movie. I think that would be That'd really be You'd never cool. see Keaton's face. He'll you take off to? a fishbowl at some point. But, <laughs> but, uh, when Spider-Man beats him up. He could also be... I think he, he could be a decent J. Jonah Jameson, too, if they wanted to go that route. Like, yeah, I don't isn't, know. Isn't Mysterio's think, voice, like, high-pitched and, like, dastardly? I don't know. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think it's just yeah. yeah. I think it's just changed throughout like the medium. Yeah, there hasn't been that many like adaptations of him really. I feel like. Yeah. Did you ever read uh Kevin Smith's Daredevil? I have not stuff that yeah. involved Mysterio. Actually, mm-hmm. I have it right here. It's called Daredevil. I don't know if you can see it. It says Daredevil Guardian, Guardian Devil. Devil. It's like cool. the first uh first. Eight issues that uh, Kevin Smith wrote for like the 2000 uh, Daredevil series. Pretty cool. I read it a few years ago. Uh, I'm in the process of rereading it. It's all about Mysterio and that's cool. Something like that. Yeah, it's I didn't pretty know cool. He was even in Daredevil at all. Yeah. Well, the more you know, Kevin Smith <laughs> knew. Now is is Michael Keaton? Is he like officially like cast for the main villain role? Or are they going to do it like the previous films where he's a villain but there <laughs> in, might be a, a sea of villains he's actually still yeah. rumored I don't think so, so he's not officially cast as anything yeah for, it was the last I saw was just rumors okay. I don't think they reason, would do that I think, I think he would make a good Alistair Smythe like I could see him cool. as someone like creating like the spider slayers and like there might be someone mm-hmm. else pulling the strings like maybe yeah, yeah. Because I guess the Avengers are going to appear in that, from what Kevin Foggy said. So maybe, you know, Vince D'Onofrio's Kingpin might show up and That'd he could be, be the one pulling the strings. That'd be pretty awesome. That'd be nuts. Yeah. Um, That would be... I don't know how likely that is. I think I saw an article recently uh, where someone from Marvel basically said uh, that there's a fog boat passing by. No, um... <laughs> Someone from Marvel recently said that it's, I don't know if they said unlikely, but I think, like something along no, those lines, a- like that it's kind of unlikely that move or TV show characters and movie characters are going to interact. Oh, okay. Which is really disappointing. But I mean, yeah. also the only time that's well, happened is when uh, Lady Sif showed up on Agents of Shield. Well, yeah. also yeah. Sam Jackson's been on there too. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. So I like, just want to see yeah, for I mean, the. Um, Netflix characters, no, yeah, Probably not for sure. I don't know. I'm sure that like once Infinity War rolls around, like they're gonna be drawing like Iron Fist and Daredevil and Luke Cage and all them, but Netflix characters. <laughs> but I, in like any old movie, not not that Spider Man's gonna be any old movie, but like in any like Marvel movie, I doubt that they're gonna bring in like a uh, characters from the shows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But maybe like a big event. I figured if anything, like with Civil War, like Daredevil might be in it, but I guess he's yeah. not, which is really unfortunate. Unless they've kept it under tight wraps 
In which case, they probably hell yeah. That would be a great surprise just to see like yeah, yeah, a bunch of a bunch of TV people show up. Like that would like be the Punisher yeah. somehow winds up in there. Like I'm gonna flip. Like, yeah, like I feel like <laughs> if that happens, the theater would erupt ridiculously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Disney's that. Uh tendency is to just sort of allude to them in some hidden easter egg though so i feel like maybe they'll be alluded to in the yeah. background or the a character will mention thing. it or you'll see their costume or their prop like somewhere in the background that's usually like what yeah. they end up doing. i'm assuming that with like the uh in civil war with like the superhuman registration act when uh mm-hmm. like in the, the trailers general ross was showing the avengers team like some footage from like the battles and stuff like that i'm assuming like something like in that file or like Something along those yeah. lines, it'll have like yeah. the gang takedown or like the ninjas. Yeah, it's gonna be documented, yeah. documented and have like logos and. <laughs> <laughs> They'll show us a forty-five second clip of Charlie Cox. <laughs> He's gonna be actually doing his like backflip spin kick that he does every episode, <laughs> and all the logos are made up already. Yeah, for all it's these all characters. gonna be done. Like the marketing yeah. will be planned out and everything. Daredevil pops up like I don't even use those D's. What is what, <laughs> what, what are these? these? And then he starts using them. Yeah, and then they're government mandated logos. Iron Fist is going to be underwater holding his breath. He's <laughs> just like, "Why am I here?" <laughs> Damn you, technology! Because I stab at you with my trident. I mean, my Iron Fist. <laughs> when I get this, when I get this fort. Uh, moving on, in sort of like a casting news, uh, Tessa Thompson is going to be in. Thor Ragnarok. Who's Tessa Thompson? And rumors are she might. She was uh, the love interest in uh, the the new Rocky film, not Rocky, but Creed. 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 Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's what I haven't seen. I haven't it. seen it. Uh, I still need to. So good. Um. So good. Oh yeah, she is. Um. She was in something else that we would all know. That's not just Creed. <laughs> Apparently, she was a. Uh, she's really good in it. So people that know that saw that uh are kind of excited for her to be in the oh. marvel movies i don't really know that much about valkyrie um yeah i don't either uh, she was i read the stupidly enough i read the the fear itself tie-in that came out that was like 12 issues long called the fearless where she led like a group of people to go and recollect all the hammers that made superheroes and villains like crazy freaks uh that they essentially got like they tied up the plot in that and it was lame and um that's my only exposure to valkyrie but apart from her knowing that she's a uh a white blonde lady so i'm sure some uh <clears throat> like many people were mad about idris elba playing uh heimdall in the first thor like there weren't black people in asgard like i'm sure people are gonna be mad about like valkyrie being well, cast as like a black actress i don't know the real the movie that's getting the most backlash in that regard right now is dr strange too because yeah. people are mad that they aren't like incorporating Asian actors into that, or at least like from what they've yeah. shown, which is like Same a valid with, uh, criticism. But I yeah, mean, I totally. know what they were what they were going for because like Tilda Swinton, unlike a majority of her movies, she always kind of plays like this aloof, like otherworldly character, and I guess that's what they were going yeah. for. Yeah, but seeing as how, yeah, but like seeing as how this is like coming off of that backlash about. Like the Ghost in the Shell movie. Yeah, like, hey, I was gonna say, take... I was like, don't even talk about it. <laughs> that one's the like... most obvious, probably. 
<laughs> but yeah, like I just remember like back in like 2011 when Thor came out, people were like, there weren't black people in Asgard. Yes, there weren't black people in Asgard. There were no people in Asgard because it doesn't goddamn exist. I like the fact we were still mad about it. I like the fact that you know they're willing to accept like, wait a minute, so there's like a, a rainbow bridge and like all these like, yeah. demons and otherworldly creatures, but a negro. Oh. <laughs> 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 Dear God in heaven, gods. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> Moving on. Well, no, hold on. I, I do want to mention though, like, oh. okay. uh, whereas everyone is in the right place with Ghost in the Shell, and how Scar ScarJo was uh, casted, and people flipped out, and we're cast. No, she's not not playing cast. <laughs> <laughs> Swear Good to God, callback. you guys. Sam, uh, I know. I'm do it all I, the time. I know what you mean, but in this case, cast. They're not casted. They're cast. Their cast is a character. Casted. Yes. Is not Scarjo was cast as um um what we all thought name? were supposed to Just be a Japanese character, a, ja- uh, a a character of Japanese descent, but the what is he? The publisher of um, Ghost in the Shell uh, even said, just like in a latest interview, that he never even imagined he he never even imagined that she would be a Japanese actress in the first place. And mm. I believe mm. that because a lot of Japan, like, and it's it I mean it stinks, but like a lot of the Japanese culture when they it, when they uh, draw their anime characters it is very westernized they have like very big like eyes Sailor Moon, for example yeah. is a white girl and right. all of her other friends are all white with big western eyes right. and like yeah. colorful hair and so like, know, I, like... I knew when when they cast uh scarjo i was like yeah i mean that makes sense casted <laughs> <laughs> but it is it is there is still a problem though because of the fact like yeah you know, yeah. she wasn't drawn as a Japanese actress in the first place. You know, like it's... I think the it, I think like personally, the thing that I found like I'm kind of on the, the same page with you, or at least at first, I was like, well, it kind of makes sense. Like they want someone who's like popular and whatever, and like maybe she did a really good job in the audition, you know, whatever. But like the thing that I thought was worse than that was the fact that they did that. They had that story about how they had a VFX company try to make the characters look asian yeah or like played with that and i was like now you're just kind of like digging your grave even more like at least yeah i don't know i didn't know that so wait they they made they made the characters of ghost in the shell look a little more there's a rumor oh there's a rumor that some vfx guy was adjusting no it's like for real stuff. i'm pretty sure like there's an actual story about it like where they just talked about where they were trying to like kind of play with the skin tones and stuff to like make it seem like they weren't like as white, I guess. Yeah. Just like this, the trouble thing with anime is like there's always going to be a bridge because I guess they wanted to like meet a wider audience. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, it's like, hey, so we have this character who clearly has this Japanese name and they're in modern Japan, but they're going to have these very westernized like like this westernized characterization like and i feel like mm-hmm. when you do that for a movie i mean how hard is it to find someone who is clearly of 
Japanese descent, but is also like able to do the westernized aspect as well. Because you have Japanese American citizens, like yeah. it, it shouldn't mm-hmm. be uh, the yeah, main difficult. character for uh, Agent Sealed, uh, Sky. I'm pretty sure she's she's uh, Korean. Is she Korean? Korean and Chinese. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's both Korean slash Chinese. Like her, so her dad, her dad is white and her mom is Chinese. It's the other way around or something. But they're she's like Chinese Korean. Like, oh. her mom is not just one. Okay. Okay. But, uh, because she got honored at the Korean, um, like, filmmakers awards, but she has Chinese descent. Like, she was talking about it, like, the other day, I feel like. But, uh. To you? I'm just upset. <laughs> yeah, to me. <laughs> I did meet her in person. You got the hookup. But, yeah, uh, I'm just mad that it's Scarlett Johansson because I don't know why they can't find other actors yeah, anyway because no, she's that... cast in everything. And it's just like, we get it. Like, she and, uh, what was it? The Lucy movie was a piece of crap. Yeah, I heard like, that, that was, was bad. That was a waste of time. It's like, we don't need any more ScarJo, like, kicking ass. Like, we get it. Like, I got it. I don't need any more of that. There's hundreds of other pretty nice kick-ass women nice actors that can i will say though scarjo does play do a good like android like lifeless motionless because person. she's dead behind the eyes well that's i mean that's kind of perfect well that's cold-blooded <laughs> sam i mean what's she ever do to you <laughs> her uh, did you see her her <laughs> was she yeah her? and i yeah her was pretty cool and, yeah but yeah. I, I hate scarjo's voice if you just Woody hate Allen Scarlett finds Johansson. it attractive, if Woody Allen finds it attractive, it's not sexy. I mean, well, there's there's soon ye. <laughs> that that's pretty <laughs> attractive. Anyway, I respect her as a woman, but I don't like her as an actress. Okay, yeah, right. So, uh, Marvel uh, Marvel's making the uh, Cloak and Dagger TV show, mm-hmm. and that's going to be on a. Uh, it's going to be on Freeform, which is uh, the new network for ABC, ABC Family. Family. Yeah, huh. um, I I like the concept of it. Uh, it's kind of like a modern day, like I guess Romeo and Juliet, where they're star-crossed and they have these powers, and I guess that can work. I just really huh. hope this doesn't turn into like Pretty Little Liars Marvel Edition. Mm-hmm. Like, I hope Pretty Little Cloak that. and Dagger. Well, the guys who are uh, the people who are writing it are basically. That's that's what it's gonna be. <laughs> that sounds awful. Like that's it. Like it's not gonna be Netflix quality. It's gonna be CW, ABC Family quality. Yeah, I mean, it's coming from a <laughs> channel called Freeform. Why y'all gotta kill my dreams, man? Like it's cold blood. I don't really care. <laughs> you don't really care about <laughs> my only the 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 characters really. Like my only experience with them is like from when they're like side characters. I guess like I've never yeah, read like same. a Coke and Dagger. I mean, centric I, comic. I got them from like Spider Man and like the Marvel Knights. Yeah, stuff. yeah, they're pretty good. But like otherwise, they're in like some. They're yeah. in some Daredevil stuff. Uh, they're featured pretty heavily in uh Brian K. Vaughn's Runaways series. Yeah, which oh, is great. Read that. Um, that's where I've seen them. From. But they, they're kind of they're like, I don't. They they exist, I guess. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I didn't really find Disney, them very interesting just, uh, or compelling. But at the same time, I didn't like hate them so they're just kind of there i guess disney i feel like is just trying to like inject marvel into everything they own because they own abc well, i mean yeah, obviously. yeah. they spent so they're just they gonna, spent like, billions sh- of dollars like, acquiring marvel they're gonna do that everything. i mean at this mm-hmm. point 
they also own ESPN. So like, why just why not just go full tilt? Like, come up with a sports well, team or something. The, Marvel, <laughs> the Marvels, the the Excelsiors, the Ultimates. <laughs> I could see that. Like, they could buy, like, a soccer team or something and have their logo right on the jersey. <laughs> the LA the New York Ultimates. If uh, Chris Evans was the... Chris Evans loves football, so if you could get Chris Evans with, like, all of his team and... Because he brought, um... Shoot, what's Boston's um, football the, team? Uh, the, Patriots? The, Patriots. the Patriots. He brought the Patriots yeah. to the premiere with him. That's like crazy. a couple of the That's Patriot cool. members, because he said he owed them one. Well, oh, yeah, because they won the Super Bowl when he was. Well, he <laughs> and uh, Chris Pratt famously had like the the rivalry when the Patriots and Seahawks went to the Super Bowl. Because mm-hmm. Chris Pratt's from Seattle. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that or is he just a big Seahawks fan? But they had like the rivalry where like they had like a bet like whoever team lost had to donate like X amount of money to like a charity. It's surprised they both did afterwards. But um, he sounded so upset. I'm about sure. That. <laughs> Surprise! They just paid both. That was the most bitter charity I'm drop sorry. ever. I, that's a good thing. Surprise! They're, they both they're both they're nice great. people. They're heroes in real life and on screen. <laughs> but no, I'm assuming he just like brought some with. Like you guys won the Super Bowl for me, so come watch my movie and I'll win a Super Bowl. And they're like, "What?" He's like, "Just come watch the movie with me." And they said, "Sure, okay, buddy." I, heard, I was there. I heard the conversation. I heard Gronk didn't come. He didn't invite Calio. me, though. You heard Ariana Grande didn't go? What? I said Gronk. What? Oh, Gronk. Yeah. Sorry. I heard something else. <laughs> anyway, any thought? Any thoughts from you guys on this? Uh, on Cloak and any Dagger? thoughts on Cloak and Dagger? I'm kind of hoping that it's yeah. just like just like Cloak and Dagger like behind a bush watching the backs of Marvel superheroes doing stuff. <laughs> this is what every I hope it's just, is just just in the shadows. Watching. Yeah, I mean, I hope each episode is just like the view of like a ground with like a, a black cloak and a white dagger laying on the ground for thirty minutes. <laughs> and sometimes like the wind goes by and the cloak kind of like rustles. It's like that Netflix thing where it has the fireplace and that's all it happens. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> cloak and dagger, the home edition. Well, it gets me excited for the uh, Archie pilot that they're doing the Riverdale pilot because it's like the CW's version of the Archie world which has got to be oh yeah it's gonna be hilariously bad but also kind of like you wanna like for me as a as a person I probably will still watch it even if it's horrible because it's I'll really... give the CW this <laughs> I mean I watch like CW. True Blood and all those other stuff but not Vampire Diaries and all that just but I think I that mean, Archie it... would probably be okay at least I think with CW, when it comes to like their their comic book properties, is that they'll try to like at least keep the spirit of it alive because they're doing a pretty good job with that with the Flash. Mm-hmm. It's and, not supposed to be uh, comical though. It's supposed to be like strictly like teen drama. Teenage, really? awful. Yeah, it's not oh, supposed God. to be like I'm a Archie. Flash I comedy. Hate my dad. It's supposed to be like. Like it's supposed to be like nine hundred two one zero or uh, the OC. It's not supposed to be. So does that mean like, that Jughead is now gonna have like? Is it Moose? Like, is well, Moose Jughead have, is like, Cole Sprouse. No way. Is he really? Jughead is Cole Sprouse. Yeah. Of this. Is he gonna have twins. like an so eating it's disorder be now or something? Super edgy. No, he's not gonna have an eating disorder. I'm sure they're gonna stick to it, but I feel like it's like, I don't know. It's gonna be more. CW esque. Like everyone's gonna be sleeping with everybody, and there's gonna be drama and. <laughs> Cause like That's what I've been Archie is one so of them G-rated. has to die. Like very. One of them G-rated. has to die in the se- like a season finale. Like I would um, 
donate all of my money that I would ever earn to get Judd Apatow to make like a comic book movie property show. That would be great. A comic yeah, Judd book Apat- movie. Well, no, Judd not Judd Apatow. I would have Joss yeah. Whedon do it. <laughs> oh, no, oh my god! I want Judd I mean, Apatow. Brad, Freaks just, and Runaways. Brad, I just had a thought. No, I know Judd what Judd Apatow did. A Judd Apatow irredeemable Ant Man. Yes, that would be where awesome. he just kind of like falls in love with like Madame Hydra and yeah. she's a babe and he's and he's pretty ugly but she has to love him because that's the best she can do at this point Judd Apatow the movie <laughs> I'd see it that's one thing right there <laughs> you already got you already got your returns because um, you know what if it was a TV show no one would like watch it for like the first six years until it was over anyway so yeah exactly it, just, it would yeah. last for one season exactly. anyway <laughs> Moving on from Judd Apatow and our dreams, uh, <laughs> Warner Brothers is potentially, uh, I guess the rumor was that they might be producing less movies after Batman v Superman to focus more on like properties and stuff like that. Not just DC, but like to, instead of making just like standalone movies, they want to focus on like tent poles, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like their big properties they have. See, like um, their Harry Potter I, franchise. Yeah. I think they're, you know, that makes that's like the logical. Sense. That's like the logical next step, because what I was saying, so I was saying in the in the previous podcast, like you remember how like at one point they were like, we tried humor, humor didn't really work. Let's do less humor, mm-hmm. and then that didn't work. So like, let's yeah. do more humor again, and so that didn't work. So like, let's do less movies. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know if that. I mean, I guess you're spending less on so. Not really, because if you're doing nothing but yeah. tempo films, like that's the a way budget they, for those, or like each one is like what at two hundred and thirty. The way they have to be like seeing this is that like they have to just have like blinders on essentially to like criticisms of Batman v Superman and just looking at cash flow and thinking this made a ton of money. If we stop making other movies that people don't really care about and only make superhero movies, we'll we'll make a ton of money all the time. It's, I feel like I mean, limiting what you produce and limiting your audience that way is like backwards almost. Like I feel like I would do the opposite of what they're doing. I mean, well, not make less like tentpole movies, but not so, shut out other movies. Cause, yeah. Well, Warner Brothers owns a bunch of other different studios. So I feel like yeah, the other studios own, like, are going to keep making well. like the indie movies and like the lesser known movies but i think that warner brothers like the main presidents and the producers of warner brothers are going to focus on what they already have so that they can fix what their problems were because the problem with batman versus superman when they were producing it and doing development is they had too many projects at once so they weren't having their key people on it so i agree that they probably shouldn't do that that shouldn't be their next step um but i think that their mindset is probably just like, shit, we didn't really pay attention when we did this last time. Let's go ahead and make sure we're paying attention this time and focusing on Let's like, hire Marvel to how do to it. do a standalone <laughs> ban- Batman movie. Or Even though not, nobody yeah. really liked I, Ben Affleck as Batman. At the I mean, same they did, time, but I, they didn't I, like his story. Like, art. I mean, at the same time, I'm criticizing them, but I didn't... One, I didn't see Batman v Superman, and two, I'm not like the president of like a multi-billion dollar movie studio. So what the fuck do I know? But... I'm just I saying. Mean, at the same time, like that movie could have probably turned out so much better if they, you know, didn't try to do 
15 movies in like, yeah exactly yeah i mean you know did you not did they not watch the latest spider-man like i don't get yeah exactly <laughs> they were like oh spider-man didn't do so great maybe we should do the same thing they probably did it because they figured like maybe marvel will come rescue them and then their movies will be good <laughs> like maybe they do that from here on out well, when I was working at a screen engine, they did so Warner Brothers is one of our biggest clients just because they would constantly listen to focus groups. And the problem was is that we would talk to them about and present them with the, you know, all the stuff that we found out in the focus groups. Like people didn't like this and then we'd tell them that and they'd be like, Okay, well we liked it, so we're gonna keep it in there. <laughs> so I think what they need to do huh. is like rehire a bunch of people and like focus on like okay who knows batman all right you're gonna be on batman because a lot of the times the people the executives they have working on this stuff don't really give a crap about what people say they just kind of do whatever they want to do who's heard of batman you're hired <laughs> <laughs> all right you're doing batman <laughs> you like that job's yours that that being said dc if you're listening can i get aquaman please Aquaman or you got you almost got an Aquaman movie in Batman vs Superman. Yeah, well, they're, they're in, it's in development on IMDb Pro. There's an Aquaman movie. Yeah, that's that's not Aquaman. That's that's lies. Secrets that's called lies. Drogo. <laughs> it's a yeah. shadow of an Aquaman movie. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of IMDb Pro and aquatic um, superheroes, I was looking at Kevin Feige's um, like in development section of his. Uh, I'm a pro, and it still has a Submariner one in there that's been in the works since 2004. Oh wow! That yeah. is yeah. probably never going to account amount to anything. But I, just I guess it was because funny it was even you, in development, I think Universal still owns partially some of the rights for that because I know they tried to do something with it in 2006, and uh, that's kind of why they uh, they're not really doing standalone hulk movies right now even though he got really popular during the avengers yeah is because universal owns like ha- like half the movie rights to the hulk so like mm. the less money they have to give away to universal for like standalone hulk movies the better i think the um submariner rights transferred over because like nothing ever happened with them I yeah, think Marvel owns Submariner now. Yeah, they probably expired. I'm sure Marvel owns them again. I just don't think they'll ever actually do anything with it. I just thought it was funny that it yeah. was still on there. And then there was a Deathlock one, and a um, it was an entitled Daredevil movie that they never finished doing because I'm sure they got the TV show going. And then there was there was one more. Oh, there was a uh, I don't know, but it was one where it was a group like a group of superheroes, kind of like the Defenders. But it was oh, was it Runaways? Hmm. Yeah, there was runaway the runaways. That was yeah, that was that was optioned for a while. Uh, speaking of optioned for a while, we're like killing it with these segues. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was a brilliant uh, segue. Just don't run it off a uh, cliff. So it, yeah, wow, that was a really good segue. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, actually, segue from the segue. I read the Power Rangers. We don't even know what the first segue is. <laughs> listen, listen, levels. hold on. It will make sense in a second. I read the. <laughs> Podcasts are like onions. We have layers. You're um, Shrek? No, but speak. You said segue. And Don't me. care. We the... should have a Shrek reference in every single one of these because I think this is now the second one for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we had one in the last I read one. The, this will be the our Shrekening. I read the second. The Shrekening. I read the second Power Rangers issue. Shrek is love. Shrek and, is uh, life. Go on, Brad. Apparently. Apparently they they explained how Megazords work and they work just like segways and they track the driver's balance and translate it to the Zord somehow. I don't know. It was pretty dumb. 
I would love to imagine them just on segways in the middle of the Zords. Well, that's like... what they that's what they said. Like in the comic, like it transfers from calibrated IO readers to blah blah blah, and then one of the characters goes like a Segway. He's like, yeah, like a Segway. Morphin time. But and that was those the... aren't Segways then. That that's fucking that's fucking. Uh, those hoverboards. Yeah, those fake ass hoverboards. So Power talk Rangers to, was to, talk to Power Rangers were fucking talk to Kyle Higgins about it. Call Kyle Higgins up. Big hey yo K Higgs. What's the deal? Those aren't segways. Those are fake ass hoverboards. Fake ass. <laughs> what was his name? What's his number? What I was originally going to talk about was the uh, DC. I don't know if it was announced or if it was circulating, but the standalone Batman movie. It's supposed to be directed by Ben Affleck. Yeah, ben I think Affleck. it was like confirmed. Yeah. Executive uh, produced by Ben Affleck. Him. Is he the new Tommy Wiseau? I fucking hope so. Yeah, he is. <laughs> the new Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> it's actually going to star Tommy Wiseau as the Riddler. <laughs> Riddle me this, Batman. Uh, I went to California, two suitcases, and uh, one suitcase is nowhere. Where's the suitcase, Batman? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he, he directed uh, Gone Girl, right? Did it? Gone no, Girl and Argo and no, Gone Girl Goodwill was David Hunting. Lynch. Yeah, David Lynch was Ar- uh, yeah, he was, Gone Girl. Uh, yeah. yeah, but he did uh, Goodwill Hunting and Argo, he, and I feel like he like directed a lot of other stuff in between that. He wrote he it. Did, uh, yeah, the town. I saw wait, that. No, I thought he wrote Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> yeah, he wrote it with uh, with Matt, Matt, Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. He wrote it with this with a janitor that was in the room. He was like, hey, I got a good idea for a movie. Uh, how about them apples? And, that, and Ben Affleck goes, you know what? You're hired. <laughs> yes. Fun fact, though. You fun fact is that Mindy Kaling wrote a play about Ben Affleck and Matt Damon writing Goodwill Hunting, and that's why she's famous. Like, that's how really? that projected her career. <laughs> wow. Huh. She was a lot to him, then. Fun fact the janitor in Goodwill Hunting was inspired by Ben Affleck's dad, though he was not a brilliant, he was a janitor in a school. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> so he was he's inspired by a character that was actually just dumb. <laughs> he's inspired by a character that was just a real person doing regular things. I feel like if I was going to like was... make a character metaphorically represent my dad, I would also not have it literally just be a janitor. <laughs> like at least do something a little bit better. My dad, this guy's a superhero. He was inspired by my dad. My dad would be Carl Winslow from Family Matters. <laughs> that, that is true. Uh, um, fun fact: the twist in Goodwill Hunting that janitor, that's uh, Matt Damon the entire time. What? What? That was Robin Williams. No. Wait, wait, wait! What? I haven't seen it. Honestly. I've never seen that movie. Goodwill Hunting. You guys I'm just getting... gonna believe. I'm gonna believe. Keith I couldn't tell if you were like M nighting me or not. Williams. I think you guys are like talking about the wrong movie. The twist was like he was dead the whole time. Yeah, and uh, and the little boy was actually a car with eyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, a you guys car? About, no, you guys you're thinking of cars. You're thinking of cars. No, cars to the sixth sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, the sixth, like, when the sixth there gear. Ever been a twist where was actually a car. That would be amazing. <laughs> uh, um. Where were we? Anyways, that might be cool, I guess. D- what, the ben cars? Affleck Batman oh, movie. Okay. <laughs> I feel like he was like the yeah, thing about that, cars. that most people like thought was pretty... Like There were some people who didn't like him, obviously, but I feel like there was a good portion of people that were like, yeah, Ben Affleck's Batman was pretty decent. Like I, I liked it or whatever, so 
Maybe the movie itself will be okay. I don't know. He's just better than that. I just don't know why he's wasting his time and his career on this. Is it because he's getting divorced? I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's just because he's a huge comic fan. No, I yeah, know, but like, but he's, but then he needs to like it needs to be better because he let Batman vs Superman <laughs> happen. So if you know he's better than that, he should let you know. We're ashamed of Ben it. Affleck, is what we're trying to say. I am. Ash- <laughs> I am ashamed of Ben Affleck's current career situation. Because maybe that's why he... Di- I thought that's why he divorced Jennifer Garner, because she was pulling him back, because she hasn't done anything good since they've been going on 30. <laughs> <laughs> the next sort of topic we have is uh, on the other side of DC, which is uh, the comic side, um, as opposed to the movies. Uh, it's the other page of DC, if you will. Oh. Um, I, went to, so I, went to, I went to Graham Crackers downtown in Chicago yesterday. That's a, a shop Chris and I have worked at, and... Yep. All of us have shopped at Graham Crackers Comics uh, in downtown Chicago. They're cool. We I went there it. and I talked to, yeah, I talked to my pal Kirk and I re- I mentioned him because it's his birthday today at the time of this recording. Yes, so if you ever listen to this, happy birthday! This Kirk. episode is sponsored by um, Kirk's birthday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> episode sponsored by Kirk. Um, <laughs> no, but what he was saying is like I was asking like because I hadn't been in the comic book store in a while and I was asking like how things are going, and he looked over like the DC section and just like hung his head. Apparently, like. <laughs> DC comics just aren't selling like at all. Like they have like the huh. big 50 issues, like all the DC new 52 issues yeah. are reaching 50. Yeah. And apparently those just are not selling. Uh, nobody like they do um, for people that have subscriptions at the store. They have like pamphlets that you can fill out. Like you can check boxes next to issues. Apparently nobody's really been signing up for any more DC issues. I wonder and if that's going to change with Rebirth. He was though. talking about Rebirth, and he was comparing oh. it to New 52 and how New 52 was just kind of like, just kind of, it was done superfluously, essentially, just like for mm-hmm. the money out of, it was done out of greed, essentially, is what he was saying. But he was saying that Rebirth is essentially done out of necessity at this point. Yeah. yeah. yeah that that they're sense. sort of like struggling for life because like they're selling so poorly well, do you think um do you think that this would crazy. be still going on or do you think that this would be going on even without the movies uh yeah i think so yeah what about the problem there what about without the marvel movies too uh i feel like the whole industry would be like that if it was without if the marvel movies didn't exist oh that's mm-hmm. true i think yeah, it's also they, because like independent public like image is like killing it right now and like i'm sure yeah. that takes parts of both companies everybody... business and like dark horse and stuff or like there's really not <laughs> even a big two as much anymore as there's like a big three or four on that yeah because everybody wants like the new saga like they want that new what yeah the hell but at the same time i don't think there would be a saga and i don't think the walking dead comic would be as popular as it is Without the Marvel movies, like there would mm-hmm. probably without the Marvel movies like exploding, there probably wouldn't really be a Walking Dead TV show. To be yeah, real, yeah, like no, that's true. Uh, uh, it's been like I mean they've always done like comic book related properties for like movies and shows and stuff, but over the past like ten years since Iron Man and like Spider Man, mm-hmm. well that's more than ten years, but like since like Spider Man and X Men and then Iron Man kicked off like Marvel's movies. Well, like Marvel comic book properties exploded. Marvel's Iron Man. Would you say that was like a first foray, <laughs> the first uh foray into uh the what was I talking about? Uh oh, into into action movies. Like, was a superhero movie really like action packed before that? Oh yeah, to- well, 
they all sort of the early like two thousands uh like superhero movies like was they were good, but it was like a weird time in that like they all followed like a very specific formula, mm-hmm. and that's there were like tons of like spoof movies of superhero movies that all also follow the exact same formula, obviously because they're spoofing the movies, but um. I think Iron Man was really different and it was a risk like in like the like the Avengers sort of a Blu-ray like special features they had like an interview with like Kevin Feige and prior to the movie like Iron Man was like a B-list character in Marvel like and like they took like they saying how like studios like turned down Iron Man for a while and they really took a risk when they like decided to make it on their own. Because nobody really knew about Iron Man. Like, the public knew about Spider-Man and mm-hmm. sometimes the Hulk. <clears throat> and nobody really knew all that much about Iron Man. Um, so I'd say that was, like, a big... That was a big jump. Like, a point that, like, comic book things could be... Even, like, comic book things that are lesser known could take off. Yeah. Which I think is because something like they're still doing, like, too, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, totally. Like, like with, Ant-Man like, uh, was the first really like major risk i felt like they took where that was like no truly... i think i think guardians was well guardians, guardians too, was yeah. a bigger risk yeah That's but true. like all these like pretty much anything mark miller touches like gets auctioned before he even writes it he's yeah. like i'm mm-hmm. thinking about writing a new book and people like throw money at him well that that huff but, one like, he wrote is is like that right or that like just started and it already has like an option for something i'm pretty sure but i'm not 100 percent. well yeah before he even like before he even writes series, like, he already has, like, contracts, like, the next, like, six series he writes, before they're mm-hmm. even, like, written and out, like, he has contracts that they're gonna be made into movies. Yeah. But, like, <clears throat> I mean, I guess he's kind of, like, a bigger name, because he's, he's had movies, like, going back to, like, Wanted was a Mark Miller story that was adapted, like, however many years ago that was. But, like, right now, even, like, smaller things are getting adapted, like, Outcast is coming out. Preacher, finally. There's going to be a Sex Criminals TV show. They're doing a, a movie for TV show. Wilson, which is like a Dan Klaus graphic novel from like a while ago. And like Woody Harrelson's going to be in it. And uh, I forgot who the other lead was. But yeah, like even that, like that book came out a while ago, but they're like just now making a movie for it. And he's kind of one of those guys, too, where he had Ghost World, obviously. And um, yeah. Art School Confidential was kind of based on a comic he did too, so it's pretty interesting to think of people who are like combination comic people and like screenwriters or directors or whatever. Do you yeah? Do you guys think that Garfield, the Garfield movie, would have happened without Marvel? <laughs> that is the yeah, ultimate question. Probably. Yeah, I think I, so. Keith. Right. I think I think it still would have because of the power of Bill Murray. It could be yeah. a, a wonderful thing. So. Except except for the Jungle Book. I don't think even Bill Murray could have saved the Jungle Book. Really? I heard good things about the yeah, Jungle Book. Yeah, only good things about the Jungle Book. It was not great. Did you see it? Yeah, I went to see it the other day. Oh. Oh. It's like, I don't know. Um, it was comparative to the cartoon? It was That's awful. how I felt. I was like, why remake it? Like, the, the classic movies are, like, amazing. Yeah. But maybe that's but just... their remake of Cinderella was better a thousand times better than the 1950s one so i think like the the last jungle book was made in what like the 60s 
So they just sort of wanted Didn't to like Cinderella bring it back. No, there was there was one in the nineties. I think a live action nineties Jungle Book with Jason yeah. Scott Lee. Was didn't uh, Cinderella have the one true king in it too, Rob Stark? <laughs> it did, <laughs> and it had um, my liege. Never forget Downton Abbey's best actress on it, Lily yeah. James. Was okay. Oh, yeah. um, uh, Rob Stark. I don't know how he was in the yeah. books. Was he like a big old like daddy's boy in the book too? Kind of. He just wanted to like prove himself like compared to his. He wanted because he wanted straight up to be his like, dad. Well, you gotta understand like Ned Stark is like a very, very, very revered person in Game of Thrones right. in Westeros. Like, and being his firstborn son, like you gotta like try and live up to like, expectations of like. It's like it's like being yeah. Jesus essentially. You gotta live up to the expectation <laughs> yeah. of God. That's what Rob Stark had to do. Well, I think I think my problem with the whole thing is just I felt like. Ned, like, had his downfall was being so trusting. They even say that about Jon Snow. Like, Jon and Ned are the same. Yeah. Jon Snow dies because he trusted that they would, like, let him be the hero. And that's why Ned died. Because he trusted that, like, doing the right thing meant that other people would follow in his footsteps. But that didn't happen. And Jon Snow's, like downfall was the same exact plot like even uh uh the two writers were talking about that when they were talking about the finale for the latest season was how much those um, two paralleled yeah that's the reason that ned stark um didn't stay in king's landing during the robert's rebellion because like robert's like you could be i'm gonna be king i'm drunk i love (laughs) fuck you could be my second in command and ned stark's like no I'm Sean Bean. I must go home to Winterfell. <laughs> I have too much honor for this. And that's what he did. He's like, I. he kind of realized, like, I am not cut out for, like, po- politics. So I'm just going to go to the north and live in an igloo. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then at the end, like, at the start of, like, the Game of Thrones and A Song of Ice and Fire, like, storyline, he pretty much had to go to King's Landing because, hmm. like, oh, Robert, I'm fat now and I need you. And John Aaron died. Please come. <laughs> Please clap. <laughs> that was good. I'm funny. I thought, I thought that's what you were alluding to. I love that everyone... I love that you guys clapped, too. That was actually... That was great. It, it was better than our it last clap. Yeah. But going back to... um, So this whole tangent started from talking about DC's comic side uh, flailing. But what I wanted to, how I segued that is, I wanted to talk about uh, DC's recently announced Young Animals imprint, which is oh, like, oh yeah, Gerard Way, essentially like, can, <clears throat> thing. It's essentially like a new Vertigo, where like, yeah, I guess Vertigo, Vertigo, like wasn't do, isn't doing very well. Like everyone's going to Image, so they're starting like a new pro, like a new line and like a new plan for like young artists and writers and stuff. And Gerard Way is going to be like headlining it along with a bunch of other like younger artists and stuff like that. Yeah, could be cool. So, Young Animals is the branch. Yeah, yeah, it's essentially like DC Comics is the parent company, and Young Animals yeah. is like a side the branch. A yeah. sub- Gerard Way from yeah. My Chemical yeah. Romance. Yeah, he's like a yeah. Pretty, yeah. Pretty no, I know. I just writer. wanted to make sure that 
I was getting all my he wrote a early two thousands bands confused. Max Bemis wrote a comic. Yeah, he he, he wrote yeah, some good okay. stuff too. Uh, so I heard, well, I heard that was that comic's actually pretty good. Yeah. Way, um, he wrote the Umbrella Academy. If you've ever read that, mm-hmm. or if you've never read that, that's really good. Um, he wrote True Lives of the Fabulous Killjoys, which I kind of fell off of. But he also wrote like a Spider-Man one shot during the. That Spider-verse. was amazing. Really, I was about really to cool. say the Edge of Spider-Verse one was amazing because he had Jake Wyatt do the art for it, and it was basically like, yeah. what if Spider-Man and Neon Genesis Evangelion like were one thing? So I was it like was, loving it. It was, it was awesome. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I'm if that became ongoing, that. like I would be all over it. Oh yeah, no, like if that was like the thing that blew up, like Spider Gwen, that would have been amazing. But I think the Young Animals thing sounds cool. Like I'm intrigued yeah, I'm by sure, it because like, I've. I'm sure I haven't read, I haven't read Doom Patrol at all, but I know he's like doing a new take on it, so I would like kind of be interested in checking mm. that out. Um, it's cool, but I don't know. Like the article I read was kind of saying like what you were talking about, where it's like this is basically going to be Vertigo, but Vertigo still exists. It's not like like the article made it sound like it was going to be like the exact same thing, but then like I feel like there's like three or four times where they're like, but it's not Vertigo, so it was like kind of weird <laughs> the way they put it. <laughs> So I don't know what they're what it's really gonna be, but I'm I'm gonna see what happens with it and like keep up with it a little bit at least. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be cool. I lo- I've liked like two of the three things that I know of that he wrote, so it'll be fine. Alright, so moving on. It's been a couple weeks since the first podcast and some things happened and came out. We're talking about trailers here, and most notably Doctor Strange and Rogue One, a Star Wars story. So let's talk about Doctor Strange. That should be pretty, pretty cool. I thought it... It looks strange. <laughs> I <laughs> thought it looked really cool. Like, as someone who doesn't yeah. really know that much about him, like, yeah. I haven't really read much of it, but, like, I was even showing it to, like, uh, for people who don't know, I guess, I was I work at, like, a design, like, animation place, and we were all watching the trailer, and, like, everyone just thought it looked amazing with, like, all the effects that were going on, and, like, that whole group, where, like, scene with the room that's kind of like all the things are like rotating in and out of each other and like it just i honestly the more i watched it the more i don't i don't know i don't i didn't i didn't get all the excitement that everybody else got when i watched it i I felt like i was more confused than anything else and i was like okay i don't know who any of these people are that's what you said about ant-man too that's what i said about ant-man but at least ant-man i knew like I know about Ant Man. Doctor Strange is like still very strange to me, and I don't know anything about it. And the uh, trailer still didn't tell me anything. And I was like, okay, someone, well, cool. As someone that's really big into like anything that has to do with mysticism and like uh, like co- like the cosmos and comics, like Doctor Strange, like I was amazed that they went so far as to get his origin story correct, like. They have mm-hmm. it where he's like this world-renowned surgeon, the... and his yeah. hands were, yeah. you know, like in the braces. And the fact that they're doing that so. But close if you didn't know origin, that, you wouldn't have gotten that from the trailer. You would have seen the images that you would have seen that. But I didn't make the connection that that was like he was a surgeon, and then he was this, and now he's this. Like I didn't, I didn't. You don't unless you knew that before you watched the trailer. I don't think I would have any idea because I showed no, it to a bunch of people I, who have no idea about him and are all in the same boat as me as like looks cool and it kind of looks like inception but i don't get i don't get it yeah i i agree with that i agree that the way they cut it there was no like there was no linear yeah 
uh thought into like yeah. okay he got into an accident okay his hands are fucked up oh he's a doctor so he must need his hands and there's that one shot where his hands were shaking a lot so maybe he can't do that stuff anymore mm-hmm. and now he's like learning magic stuff i guess from tilda swinton yeah. so <laughs> yeah, i get it because they they kind of hit at it but it's so fast because if you look at the trailer like one minute they have like a throwaway line about how he's like you, like your work has helped so many people around the world and then it's him and like his like his his scrubs like I guess he's about to prep for surgery and then they show I don't want no yeah. scrub <laughs> and then they they have him in the hospital bed where his hands are in those braces but it's yeah. like so quick yeah. in the trailer that you really can't pick it out. Because it's like yeah, all the other cool stuff that. going on, like the world is collapsing in it on itself, and like in these like cool Inception style special effects. I and I think, I think based on Chris's description and based on Sam's description, this commercial was clearly for fans who knew who, who know who Doctor Strange is. Yeah, and I think that's their first goal. They want to show the people who's been waiting for it. Not so much the people who's like, oh, maybe it's a Marvel movie. Maybe I'll check it out. So first commercial comes out. That's for the fans. That's for the people who have been waiting to see Doctor Strange on the silver screen. Yeah. And then next, like trailer two, we'll probably delve more into who I agree. Uh, Doctor Strange is. And stuff but that's like what that. threw me too um, is their poster is very much like he's in the cape and he's walking up and it looks yeah. like what I think Doctor Strange should look like. And then you watch the trailer and you're like, okay, that's not, you know, he's not really in the cape and he's not, he doesn't have the wisp in his hair, you know, like just sort of like, yeah, they're two different animals, but I feel like it's just weird that they would start off with the fan trailer before the first, because they didn't do that for Ant-Man and they didn't do that for Guardians. So I'm interested to see if they're, I wonder if, like you said, Keith, that their second trailer is going to be that, because I honestly am worried that it's not going to. Well, yeah, I mean, we can only to me, wait and see. Yeah, to me, like, I think, I mean, obviously, I'm from what I already probably said, like, I really like the visual elements of it. So that's what really, like, drew me in. And that is kind of like, I could see people saying that, like, the, the first trailer kind of is just, like, a reel of all the, like, the cool shots that are going to be in the movie. And, like, he, like, with him, like, being, like, outside of his body and all that stuff. So, like... That was the coolest part when, yeah. he, like, she hits him in the yeah. chest. But that was the only part where I was like, "This is Doctor Strange." The rest of it, I was like, "I don't know what movie this is, but it kind of looks like Inception and it'll be Grey's Anatomy." Interesting though to see how <laughs> if they do like tie it in, if he's going to be in Civil War or like if they're going to mention it more. Like they had that Easter egg kind of thing in Winter Soldier where they showed like Stephen Strange on the algorithm or whatever. So like, yeah, yeah. with Marvel, they kind of like. Yes, they want to, like, make sure people who don't know about it can see what's happening, but I think also, like, Marvel has basically just signed all these people on. Like, you've already watched all the other movies, so, like, you're gonna watch the new one, probably. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that's... When you guys... I think, uh... <coughs> no, go on. When you guys were talking about, like, the trailer, like, I don't... Like, we don't know who it was for. Like, it wasn't linear, blah, blah, blah. I was thinking, like, really all you need to, like... All they need to show to sell people to see the movie is the Marvel Studios logo. Yeah. And they already exactly. have, like, yeah. they already have, like, their core audience going to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, what I was going to say, I mean, that kind of ties in the whole idea of, like, showing a Marvel logo. I think what really got me interested or what really sucked me into the 
the trailer was the fact that they showed all of like the magic portions kind of like what chris was saying like showing the magic parts for me got me really excited because you for, I, I don't know in in my opinion you clearly can tell that this is this is going in a direction marvel hasn't really gone yeah. yet which is the magic side of stuff and everything since or uh, up till now has been like you know uh enhance like enhancement stuff um alien stuff and just regular strong athletic human people yeah uh but like <laughs> nothing has been mystic i guess except for the hand yeah that's what of. i was gonna say is i feel like the hand was yeah. like like very minimally like the first step and then like dr strange is gonna be the bridge that brings it over to like where like infinity war and like captain marvel and all that stuff is gonna be or like kind of guardians to an extent too because it's all like space and like cosmic and there's this whole yeah. like different world to it where it's not really even on i mean it's earth related but it's like almost something entirely different because iron yeah, fist it'll be, the, right. it'll be the rainbow bridge to that because yeah. <laughs> iron <laughs> iron fist looks like it's going to be helping out too because exactly if you yeah. go back to the first season where uh madam chow i think and she like clearly has like super strength like i don't know if they're going to tie that into yeah. like the Iron Fist thing where, like, he gets his power from Shalau, the undying dragon. But I That'd think cool. I think with what they're doing now is with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they're trying to wrap up, I guess, for this season, their cosmic stuff. And then that's where we're going to get into, like, Infinity. And then mm-hmm. Doctor Strange is just, like, full-on magic. And then around that, Iron Fist comes in and, like, just helps, like, We need it. We need another smart character to counteract Tony Stark, I think, is what the importance of his introduction, too. Because, like, yeah. Bruce Banner is gone. You know, we need another, like, he needs another part of his, like, posse of in- very intelligent people dealing intelligently with problems. <laughs> because, like, I don't, yeah, I just think they need another part of that crew. Which is int- they- Which kind of creates an interesting debate, too, between, like, Iron Man being very like science this is my way of doing things and then Stephen Strange is probably going to be more like the magic side of it which is going to be a thing like that Tony doesn't really understand at all so I'm sure there's going to be some sort of like conflict between them too maybe that is a uh, totally um in the previous Avengers show- cartoon that existed before Avengers Assemble it was called uh, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes yeah which was also yeah. really good that's all on Netflix that's a big um part of uh, Thor and Tony Stark's relationship oh, is that Thor true. is very magic solves everything and Tony Stark is very um, technology solves everything and there's a bunch of episodes of them kind of going back and forth and it's got it's yeah. like a, it's mostly like it's a gay cartoon like meant for kids like one of them learns their lesson at the end of an episode yeah there's always that like dynamic between them like they have a like, kind of a rivalry like magic can do this and technology can't blah 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 so it'll be do you think uh <laughs> Do you think that's going to be the case for Doctor Strange and I don't know. Iron Man? I don't know how like, they're... Do you think that's where they're going to pull it from? His personality has changed a lot in that like, he used to just kind of be like the the older kind of like kind of silly but like kind of sage guy, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But right now the comic that's going on written by Jason Aaron, um, he's essentially Tony Stark in a different body. Oh. So hmm. I hope that's not the direction they're going in. I think with Cumberpatch, so, it's going to be an in, an in between. Yeah, the yeah. the trailer was pretty somber, so I imagine that he's not going to. 
I imagine the, the trailer and movie isn't going to be somber, but the character is like, Whoa, I'm Doctor Strange! <laughs> Look at my magic! It's going to be Charlie Day. <laughs> yeah, like, what? Can we talk about the magic? I've been dying to talk to magic about you all day. I don't think it's going to be like that. Um, I, think, I think the way... I mean, just by having uh, Cumberbatch on it, I feel like he's going to play a um kind of like like not enigmatic like uh what's his name tony stark yeah but like um but snarky like he he has answers to things he's like not an idiot and he's not afraid or he he has no real modesty to show that he's like that he knows things like tony snark like <laughs> yes tony snark <laughs> i think he's gonna play honestly i think he's gonna play sherlock I can see that. Just not as smart. As he's gonna play House. Yeah, I mean, Hugh, like Hugh Laurie. Yeah, that wouldn't be. It wouldn't be that far. <laughs> he's just off. gonna be Hugh Laurie. It wouldn't be that far off for the character because I guess depending on how they want to play it. Um, originally, Stephen Strange was kind of like a like was kind of a dick. Unless he was like the world's like best, I guess, like neurosurgeon. This is kind of like a question that. Uh, the Weekly Planet podcast kind of uh, proposed as well, but it's also something like because we we're different people with different opinions, so it's something worth considering. His origin is that like at least in like a cartoon that's on Netflix, I forget the name of it, that like did his origin is that he got into the car crash because he was driving drunk because he's an asshole. Hmm. Do you think they're going to have him drive drunk in the beginning of the movie and? I don't know. That would be a very like well, you want. That would like, really establish people of not liking him. I feel like. Yeah. So I don't know if that's where they want to yeah. go or not. But they might. Yeah. They yeah, might I, do it where he doesn't drink, and it just it's just a, a random accident because it plays into like the whole, like mystical aspect of like this was fate that this had happened to him, and this was like he was. I, I guess they could do it where he's the only one out of the billions of people on the planet that the Ancient One was able to source out to be the new Sorcerer Supreme since, you know, that character is obviously on his, on her way out now. So maybe she set that event in motion to get him to go hmm. on the journey to find her, and that way she yeah, made him I could see that protege, which would be cool, but okay. yeah. I don't think they would do the, the alcohol thing because... it's too much like That's Iron Man with the whole demon in the yeah, bottle thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think I think he would probably kill a family or something. I think that's fair game. Yeah, like kind of tie into like just kind of a person torn yeah. inside. Yeah, I guess which is what he looks like in the trailer for sure. Star Wars, Rogue One, a Rogue Star One. a Star War. Oh, you're right. <laughs> uh, with with Darth with Darth Casted. Um, that, that first trailer. <laughs> That first trailer came out, <laughs> which was awesome. I think, yeah, yeah, it was really cool. Um, in case you haven't seen it, you should go watch it. We'll give you a minute. All right, all right. Welcome <laughs> back. Wasn't that cool? Hashtag Rogue One uh, is a prequel. Yeah, that's from the Weekly Planet and Mr. Sunday Movies, who we're all big fans of. Uh, technically, Rogue One is a prequel movie, so people can't say all the prequels sucked anymore if this movie doesn't suck. But what if it does suck? Then they can continue saying that. Carry on. Okay. Uh, don't change your ways. <laughs> Just you do you. Um, yeah, the trailer came out. It. 
<laughs> it t- takes place, I think it was in between the A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. And it follows a group of rebels that infiltrate the Empire and bring back important documents about the Death Star. Like in the trailer, like the opening shot was like the Death Star being constructed. It was really cool because you saw how big it was compared to like the Star Destroyers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need, I need, I'm talking a lot. Anyone else have uh, thoughts on it? Um, personally, the thing that I love about it is that even though this is a prequel, one thing that I, I do love is that they seem to have it set up where everyone by now knows the story of the universe. So what they're yeah. doing is is that they're keeping it in that same universe, but they still have the foresight enough to realize, okay, well, what are we really doing with this movie? Do we really want to do just another prequel, or do we want to do something that's, you know, an entirely different genre on its own? I, from the looks of it, this seems to be, this is a Star Wars film, but it's really like a war Its own film. movie. You know, yeah. it's... It's kind of like the Inglorious Bastards of the Star Wars uh, mm-hmm. universe, where you know they had like in. the uh, storming the beach against the AT-ATs. Yeah, <laughs> like just that, like, yeah. you know, that and the characters that they have, like for like the casting for you know Mon Mothma, it's it's insane because it looks like they yeah, found yeah. like they just went back in time and cloned like the original. It, it looks like the original Mon Mothma. Yeah. What Mothma was that actress's mom of Mothma? <laughs> uh? Uh? <laughs> Anyways, uh, you, so you talk about the um the genre of this movie. Did the original prequels, like the two like episodes one through three, did they have a genre other than just like it was like talking, talking and being government? It was. It, was, it felt. Oh, like... they were podcasts. They were Star Wars podcasts. Okay. <laughs> It felt like they they decided, hey, why don't we do soap operas, but as a movie, mm-hmm. and set soap it in operas, space. <laughs> you're, you're breaking my heart, Anakin. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna go fight in lava now. Lion King. <laughs> pretty little, pretty little Jedi. Um. It's all Natalie Portman's fault. Uh. It's all Natalie Portman's that fault. That movie is everybody's <laughs> fault, to and be Tatum fair. It's Christensen's fault. Natalie Portman's fault. Blame Canada. So George Lucas is now Canada? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure that in Rogue One, they'll, uh, I think, I don't know if it was rumored or confirmed like a year ago or whatever when it was announced that like Darth Vader is going to be in it. Yeah. So I'm uh, sure they'll have like Darth Vader, they'll have like Boba Fett in it. They'll have like the crowd pleasers like Boba Fett's like everybody has like the biggest boner fett for him despite him not really doing anything yeah he literally um, does nothing in the in the original trilogy i feel like except for like yeah. throw himself into a monster <laughs> no no <laughs> worse that, no he didn't throw himself into a monster he was back bumped by han that's solo. true that's true like that's true it was it's, it's simple science you can't have two cool characters in the same frame so like the first like the, the Harrison more Ford just cool, overloaded him. Yeah, he had the right away in terms of cool, going down Cool Street Avenue. <laughs> Speaking of like cool stuff though, like what I really liked about Rogue One was like to me like my favorite parts of the Star Wars movies. Like yes, I love the lightsaber battles and stuff, but like 
and especially in Force Awakens and like the original trilogy, my favorite parts are like the X-wing pilots and like the like being on the missions and like all the like battles in space. And that's like why like Rogue yeah. One to me is like really like right up my alley. And I'm like really excited to see like a whole movie kind of going into that like portion of the world where like there's a it's like a Star Wars film, but there's like no lightsabers in it, which is kind of crazy. <clears throat> Essentially, like you like that. Um, some of the characters were doing things that had like that were dire. They seemed dire. Like they had like yeah. uh, risks in a, involved in what they were doing. Yeah, for sure. Like with <clears throat> in A New Hope when they did the the trench run when they bombed the original Death Star, that was like that seemed really dire. Mm-hmm. And I think um, it was just cool. Like, it seems like the, the missions, like the Rogue One group is going to be doing, might seem like a big risk. It's, I mean, going what I was saying before, like it'll just be cool to see like a whole squadron of them, and like that's what I think I liked about them too is like each person, like even though sometimes in the movie they're all, all they say is like "Got it, Red Leader" or whatever, you know. But it's still cool that like yeah, you see like everyone who's piloting all the ships, and to, to me that's like really to cool see, like, to like have a whole movie dedicated to these yeah. people. Plus the the casting of the film is just amazing. Like who the thought they would ever see actors like Forrest Whitaker and Donnie Yen in a freaking Star Wars movie, you know? And like and Felicity then, Jones is gonna be amazing too, yeah. I feel like. And then we get like Diego Luna, like they, they have a pretty impressive cast for that movie. And like I'm not gonna lie, this actually has me excited to like see what they're gonna do with like the other uh, a Star Wars story type movies like oh for the Han Solo film are we gonna get like you know Cannonball Run you know of you know space and like for Obi Wan's movie is it just gonna be like a man with no name kind of thing to have him go and find Luke Skywalker? I uh so I'm not really sold on the young Han Solo movie. Han Solo um, Homecoming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he's going stag that's the catchphrase <laughs> he's going solo um going solo. riding solo <laughs> riding dirty um i'm not really sold on that but when you guys were talking about like the like kind of like prequel type movies i think two that would be really cool would be a young yoda movie because he's so old and it would be like the state of like the universe yoda I mean, not, origin not story. just for like shits and giggles but like Yoda's like race and like like yeah, the martial cool. arts that he knows like before cause like apparently he knew martial arts before he was force sensitive yeah like cool. he knew how to flip around and jump around like that before isn't, he knew how to use the force wasn't Yoda's origin wasn't he Gizmo <laughs> he ate after midnight yeah <laughs> and also uh, and also a an old Republic movie would be pretty cool that would yeah. be amazing I like would the love Jedi that. were like. When the Jedi and Sith were still, like, thousands strong and, like, waged war, that'd be pretty sick. And, like, I just played the first... I mean, I'm playing this... I'm replaying the second one right now, but, like, I played the first one probably last year or the year before. Yeah. And, like, when I was playing that game, like, you really feel like you're in a movie. And, like, it really has, like, a great story. So, like, it would be really cool to see that be a movie. And just, it'd be really interesting to see a movie that came from, like, a video game, which I guess is, like has happened before it's not like new ground or anything but it'd still be like a really cool thing to see i'm i'm not necessarily mention referencing um like a movie based on the story from knights of the old republic the game oh, okay. i mean like the old republic in terms of like like the itself t- yeah. time frame of that game okay um, well, that, and like the cool mmo too, yeah. like was set in the old republic like 
Yeah. <clears throat> Essentially, like, they both take place, like, when Jedi were, like, stronger than they were in, like, the prequel movies. Like, when they mm-hmm. were, like, a big, a huge deal. Like, I th- and, like, Sith were also, too. I think that'd be really cool. Like a Mandalorian Wars movie or something. Uh, Emerald City Comic Con happened. Um, and there are a bunch of, like, image new series announcements uh, that came out of that. Um, nothing, like, huge. Like, last year was, like, enormous. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I felt, last, too. Because like, last year they announced, like... Last year they announced, like, two new Brian K. Vaughn series. Like, that's nuts. Like, Paper Girls and V. Sanangar, which were both great. Uh, this year they have... They have a few things, like... The they only one that really caught my attention... Cool. Yeah, that, which one was that? The oh, I forgot what it's it. called. I have, a, I have a link opened. I feel like there was one other one I was like intrigued by too, but like not enough where I felt like I was gonna really like go out and get it. Like there were a couple that sounded kind of cool, but there was never any, there weren't too many that I was like I have to get that. Um, um it's a Seven to Eternity is the Rick Remender, arts by Jeremy. Is, I don't know if it's Jeremy or Jerome. I think it's Jeremy. Jeremy Opinia. but I'm not sure. Hmm. Maybe we were both wrong. Here, I'll read the little blurb about it. Writer Rick Remender reteams with collaborators Jeremy Opinia and Matt Hollingsworth to bring readers a modern fantasy series following Adam Ocidus, a dying knight from a disgraced house, on a mission to rid his world of an insidious god who ensnared him in a Faustian deal. Sounds pretty cool. Rick mm-hmm. Remender's stuff... Usually to me, uh, kind of wears on me a bit. Like it's, it takes forever to, for things to get going, and like it's always. Um, I really like. Black it seems Science, like. Though. It seems like majority of what he does is like world building and not enough plot to me. Yeah. But I mean, maybe I'll I, check out this first. I don't know. I could see that. I didn't really. I couldn't really get into Tokyo Ghost. His most recent. I haven't one, tried that yet. I was, wanted to though because I really like Sean Murphy, was, but. It was just very theme and world building and not enough plot. And like they just threw terms at you expecting you to know everything. Like That's I don't what know. I it was about, it was just uh, weird. East of I West. couldn't get through the first issue. Yeah. East of West is very like that. But it's funny that you say that because the only series that really caught my attention was The Black Monday Murders, which is oh, yeah, by Jonathan Hickman cool. and Tom Coker. It's like essentially it's a story about Wall Street bankers that are all like weird, like supernatural beasts like essentially the evil banks that run the country are run by like minotaurs and weird which is kind of like a classic john hickman thing i feel like where every single thing he does like deals with corruption or something in some way yeah yeah i'm sure the whole amazing i'm sure the series will be like circles within circles within circles yeah everything jonathan hickman does exactly i'm sure it'll also be like really really cool like i'm I'm actually looking forward to that one because it sounds really cool. It also uh, sounds that, 100% accurate, like what what's going on in real life. I wouldn't yeah, be surprised. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, there wasn't really anything that caught my attention based on like the creators or like. I mean, I guess there there is a new Ed Brubaker. Oh yeah, the Sean Phillips one yeah. too. The thing, yeah, Sean Phillips and Elizabeth Brightweiser. The thing about Ed Brubaker, that creative team to me, is that like a lot of their books are very, very similar. And, like, yeah, Ed it's Brubaker like all noir. Likes to write a lot of like detective noir, but this one sounds at least different because it sounds like it's a uh, 
in like present day and it's not really about like a detective and like a dame that strolled into my office on a rainy day mm-hmm. like it's it sounds like a suburban guy that like became a vigilante and like that like fucked up his life so maybe i'll check that one out um i like Andrew yeah. baker a lot uh it just a lot of like his creator own stuff doesn't have a lot of diversity which i mean that's good for him that means people are reading his stuff and he doesn't have to change anything yeah because I really yeah. haven't read much of his other stuff, except like once I read Incognito, like okay, so like retired superhero in witness, like not superhero but supervillain in witness protection. Okay, that's a cool twist, and everything else yeah, is kind of cool. like, like hey, we're gonna do like pulp noir, and like I mean, yeah, like everything's very gritty to a point, but this seems like that's mostly all he's done. Yeah, he did an awesome Daredevil though. I'm not, mm-hmm. yeah. I'll give him I like- his run on Daredevil was awesome. That's yeah, true. his Daredevil That's and his true. Captain America stuff were all really cool. So, yeah. I'm sure this book will be cool. Like he does a lot of good stuff. Um, other than that, there wasn't really anything that caught my eye. Yeah, um, like the people who are doing 100 Bullets, who did that a while ago, are doing a new doing a new book. But like, I don't know if uh, I yeah. really care about that. But maybe some people will. I think it's called like Moonshine or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So that's um, I don't know. Going through this list, actually, there is one that. I'm hesitant to check out. I'm sure I'll probably check out the first issue, but it's called Versus. Uh, it's written by Ivan Brandon. I don't know who that is. I've never heard of him. But the art's by Asad Ribic, who did like the Thor God of Thunder series with Jason Aaron. Mm-hmm. And he also did Secret Wars more recently. Uh, his art's really, really cool. I'm always a big fan. It's like kind of a semi-generic story in that like war is privatized and turned into entertainment and we watch people kill each other on tv that's pretty much what the plot is but i really like Asad Rivik's art so that's cool maybe i'll check it out is it gonna be like the running man <laughs> <laughs> yeah That'd be amazing last couple of things we got here um there's this new website that was started by uh comic book creators like uh kieran gillen i think was involved with it it's called creators for creators.org and it's essentially like a um it's a grant it's a grant yeah it's essentially system. like giving someone a job uh in that they're like funding like independent um comic book creators like they'll select i think it's a writer maybe just an artist but they're going to be paying him like $30,000 over the course of a year to to do like from like 40 something to like 100 pages or so Essentially, they're just gonna be paying this guy to make a comic book, and well, then he I mean, can like distribute it however he wants. Well, what's or, great about it is that it's 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 bringing grants into more uh, artistic avenues. Yeah, it's like like there's a lot of grants that you can get for STEM stuff, and that's that's good. That should not not happen because that should happen more often, actually. But <laughs> the point is, it's really awesome that uh all of these publishers and there's a ton there's like a, a huge amount of people that's part of it are really awesome people in the comics industry um yeah, that are all helping out and they're setting up a system where you know people who want to be like want to get out there and like uh have an idea a great idea for um some type of written um and illustrated art that they can get a grant in order to do that but let, like late last year, uh, Mark Miller did the Miller World uh, yeah. creator thing where he selected um, 
well, he didn't personally, but like him and his team selected uh creators to do like Mark Miller based stories, like in a sort of annual book that they're gonna be putting out. It's cool that like all these like big creators, like like him and the other people involved with creators for creators dot org, see that like the comic industry needs new people and like they need to be the ones to help bring new people in and keep the industry alive because like right now it's very very exclusive like you have to like go through like a billion hoops before you can be like a comic book creator at like the big two companies and like other than that there's like not much money into it because even dc is starting to like dc is getting in on that bandwagon now because they have this uh I guess it's it's going to start in the fall where it's a talent uh, development program where I think from April 1st to April 30th, uh, artists can uh, submit an application and then from May 1st to May 31st, writers can submit an application and once they like finalize who they want for that particular program, it's like an online course and I think Jim Lee, Jeff Johns, and... Uh, Scott Snyder are going to like literally help you like create a comic and then that's cool they're gonna like test you to see if when they eventually wind up hiring you what they're gonna start you off on and what you're gonna build on from there and the cool thing about it is that like it forces you to step out of your comfort zone but at the same time it's like they're not gonna like go crazy and go okay so you gotta write a Batman story go like, no, they're going to start <laughs> you off, like, on something that's, like, entry-level enough for you to, like, read up on and understand it and do your own thing, but then you will go from there. So the fact that, that's cool. you know, they're like, hey, we need new people, that that's awesome. <laughs> do any, do, before you go, do any of you guys give a shit about Avatar? No. 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 I give a damn about the visuals. That's it. But like, I said, do you give a shit? That's like half a damn. damn. Yeah, you have half a shit. Frankly, my dear, I don't I, give a damn. I give, <coughs> Brad, to answer your question, I give three and a half shits out of five. That's <laughs> a lot more than it should be, I feel. Out of my daily five. At first like, I was very impressed about how many you give, but then you said out of five, so it's not as <laughs> impressive. So you can follow us on Twitter. We're at... Our views, R V I E W S, two the number two, astonish. Uh, I couldn't fit the entire thing, so yeah. I had to, I had to scrap a letter. So, but you get the gist. <laughs> so yeah, facebook.com like, slash reviews to astonish reviews t o astonish all one word. Uh, but anyway, uh, you guys should tweet us or Facebook us and ask us questions and stuff or whatever. If you want, if you don't, then then fuck off. Yeah, but you listen to the podcast. You're on uh, probably on our website as to it, but we're also on iTunes. So yeah, check us out. Subscribe to our podcast. Give us a review, or not yet. <laughs> Tweet. <laughs> Maybe not yet. <laughs> Tweet hashtag R2A podcast uh, with thoughts, uh, comments, and maybe we will give you a shout out in the next episode. Maybe All we right. won't. Maybe, maybe we, we won't. Make no promises. Okay, well, I'm gonna go to sleep now. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, We'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. 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 Bye.